Section 62 of The Dream of the Red Chamber, Book 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Yu Qing in Singapore. The Dream of the Red Chamber, Book 2 by Cao Xueqing. Translated by Henry Bancroft Jolly. Chapter 56, Part 1. The clever tantrum increases their income and removes long-standing abuses. The worthy Bao Chai preserves intact by the display of a little intelligence the great reputation enjoyed by the Jia family. But let us pick up the clue of our story. Ping and poor Lady Feng company during her meal, then attending to her, while she rinsed her mouth and washed her hands, she betook herself, eventually, to Tantrun's quarters, where she discovered the courtyard in perfect stillness. Not a stir was about the young several maids, matrons and close attendants of the inner rooms, who stood outside the windows on the alert to obey any calls. Ping Er stepped into the hall. The two cousins and their sister-in-law were all three engaged in discussing some domestic affairs. They were talking about the feast to which they had been invited during the New Year festivities by Lai Da's wife, and various details in connection with the garden she had in her place. But as soon as she, Ping Er, appeared on the scene, Tan Chun desired her to seat herself on her footstool. What was exercised in my mind, she thereupon observed, confined herself to this. I was computing that the head oil and rouge and powder we used during the course of a month are also a matter of a couple of tails, and I was thinking that what with the sum of two tails already allotted us every month, and the extra monthly amount given as well as to the maid, allowances are, with the addition again of that of eight tails for school expenses, we recently spoke about, piled, to be sure, one upon another. The thing is, is true, a mere trifle, and the amount only a bagatelle, but it doesn't seem to be quite proper. But how is it that your mistress didn't take this into account? Ping er smiled. There's a why and a wherefore, she answered. All the things required by you, young ladies, must be absolutely be subject to a fixed rule, for the different compradors have to lay in a stock of each every month, and to send them to us by the maids to take charge of, but purely and simply to keep in readiness for you to use. No such thing could ever be tolerated as that each of us should have to get money every day and try and hunt up someone to go and buy these articles for us. That's how it is that the compradors outside receive a lump sum and that they send us, month by month, by the female servants the supplies allotted for the different rooms. As regards the two tales monthly allowed you, young ladies, they were not originally intended that you should purchase any such articles with but that you should, if at any time the ladies in charge of the household affairs happened to be away from home, or to have no leisure, be saved the trouble of having to go in search of the proper persons in the event of your suddenly finding yourselves in need of money. This was done simply because it was feared that you would be subjected to inconvenience. But an unprejudiced glance about me now shows me that at least half of our young mistresses in the various quarters invariably purchase these things with ready money of their own, so I can't help suspecting that, if it isn't a question of the compradors shirking their duties, it must be that what they buy 
is all mere rubbish. Tan Chu and Li Wan laughed. You must have kept a sharp lookout to have managed to detect these things, they said. But as for shirking the purchases, they don't actually do so. It's simply that they are behind time by a good number of days. Yet when one puts on the screw within them, they get some articles from somewhere or other, who knows where. These are, however, only a sham, for in reality they aren't fit for use. But as they are now as ever obtained with cash down, a couple of tales could very well be given to the brothers or sons of some of the other people's nurses to purchase them with. They'll then be good for something. Were we, however, to employ any of the public domestics in the establishment, the things will be just as bad as ever. I wonder how they do manage to get such utter rot as they do. The purchases of the compradors may be what they are, Kinger smiled. But were anyone else to buy any better articles, the compradors themselves won't ever forgive them. Besides other things, they'll avert that they harbour evil designs, and that they wish to deprive them of their post. That's how it comes about, that the servants would much rather give offence to you all inside, by getting inferior things, and that they have no desire to hurt the feelings of the managers outside, by purchasing anything of superior quality. But if you, young ladies, requisition the services of the nurses, these men won't have the arrogance to make any nonsensical remarks. This accounts for the unhappy state my heart is in, Tantrin observed. But as we are called upon to squander money right and left, and as the things purchased are half of them uselessly thrown away, wouldn't it, after all, be better for us to eliminate this monthly allowance to the compradors? This is the first thing. The next I'd like to ask you is this. When they went during the New Year festivities to Laida's house, you also went with them. And what do you think of that small garden as compared with this of ours? It isn't half as big as ours, Hingar laughingly explained. The trees and plants are likewise fewer by a good deal. When I was having a chat with their daughter, Tantrum proceeded, she said that besides the flowers they were, and the bamboo shoots, vegetables, fish and shrimps they eat from this garden of theirs, there's still enough every year for people to take over under contact, and that at the close of each year there's a surplus in full of two hundred tails. Ever since that day, is it that I've become alive to the fact that even a broken lotus leaf and a blade of withered grass are alike worth money? This is, in very truth, the way wealthy and well-to-do people talk. Bautai laughed. But notwithstanding your honourable position, young ladies, you really understand nothing about these concerns. Yet, haven't you, with all your book law, seen anything of the passage in the writing of Zhu Fuzi, throw not they self away? I've read it, it's true, Tantrin smiled, but his object is simply to urge people to exert themselves. It's as much empty talk as any random arguments, and how could it be bodily treated as a gospel? Joseph's work, all as much empty talk as any random arguments? Bautai exclaimed. Why, every sentence in it is founded on fact. 
you've only had the management of affairs in your hands for a couple of days, and already greed and ambition have so beclouded your mind that you've come to look upon truths as full of fraud and falsehoods. But when you by and by go out into the world and see all those mighty concerns reeking in with greed and corruption, you will even go as far to treat Confucius himself as a fraud. Haven't you, with all your culture, read a book like that of Jesus? Tantrum laughed. Jesus said in bygone days that when one descends into the arena where gain and emoluments are to be got and enters the world of planning and plotting, one makes light of the injunctions of Yao and Shun and disregards the principles inculcated by Confucius and Manchus. What about the next line? Baochai insinuated with a significant smile. I now cut the text short, Tantrum smilingly rejoined, in order to adapt the sense to what I want to say. Would I recite the following sentence and heap abuse upon my own self? Is it likely I would, eh? There's nothing under the heavens that can't be turned to some use, but I added, and since everything can be utilized, everything must be worth money. But can it be that a person gifted with such intelligence as yours can have no experience in such great matters and legitimate concerns as these? You send for a person, Li Wan laughingly interposed, and you don't speak about what's right and proper, but you start an argument on learning. Learning is right and proper, Bao Tai answered. If we made no allusion to learning, we'd all soon enough drift among the rustic herd. The trio bandied words for a while, after which they turned their attention again to pertinent affairs. Tantrum took up once more the thread of the conversation. This garden of ours, she argued, is only half as big as theirs, so if you double the income they derive, you'll see that we ought to reap a net profit of four hundred tails a year. But were we also now to secure a contract for our surplus products, the money we'd earn would, of course, be a mere trifle, and not one that a family like ours should hanker after. And were we to depute two special persons to attend to the garden, the least permission given by them to anyone to turn anything to improper uses would, since there be so many things of intrinsic value, be tantamount to a reckless destruction of the gifts of heaven. So would it not be preferable to select several quiet, steady and experienced old matrons out of those stationed in the grounds and appoint them to put them in order and look after things. Neither will there be any need then to make them pay any rent or give any taxes in kind. All we can ask them is to supply the household with whatever they can afford during the year. In the first place, the garden will, with special persons to look after the plants and trees, naturally to improve from year to year that there won't be any bustle or confusion whenever the time draws nigh to utilize the grounds. Secondly, people won't venture to injure or usually waste anything. In the third place, the old matrons themselves will, by availing themselves of these small perquisites, not labor in the gardens year after year and day after day, all for no good. Fourthly, it will in like manner be possible to effect a saving in the expenditure for gardeners, rockery layers, sweepers, and other necessary servants. 
and this excess can be utilized for making up other deficiencies. I don't see any reason why this shouldn't be practicable. Chai was standing below contemplating the pictures with the characters suspended on the walls. Upon hearing these suggestions, she readily nodded her head assentingly and smiled. Excellent, she cried. Within three years, there will be no more famines and dirt. What a first-rate plan, Li Wan chimed in. This, if actually adopted, will delight the heart of Madame Wang. Pecuniary economies are, of themselves, a paltry matter, but there will be then in the garden those who sweep the grounds and those whose special charge will be to look after them. Besides, were the persons selected allowed to turn up an honest cash by selling part of the products, they will be so impelled by a sense of their responsibilities and prompted by a desire of gain that there won't any longer be any who won't acquit themselves for their duties to the fullest measure. It remained for you, miss, to put these suggestions in words, Hino remarked. Our mistress may have entertained the idea, but it is by no means certain that she thought it nice on her part to give utterance to it. For as you, young ladies, live at present in the garden, she could not possibly, unable as she is to supply such additional ornaments as well to make it more showy, contrarywise, appear to people to exercise authority in it, and to keep it in order, with a view of effecting a reduction in expenses. Such a proposal could never have dropped from her lips. But I advanced up to her with alacrity, rubbing her face. Open that mouth of yours wide, she laughed, and let me see of what stuff your teeth and tongue are made. Ever since you put your foot out of the bed this morning, you've jabbered away up to this very moment, and your song has all been in one strain, for neither have you been any complimentary to Miss Tertia, nor have you admitted that your mistress is, as far as wits go, so much below the mark as to be unable to effect suitable provision. Yet, whenever Miss Tertia advanced any arguments, you have at once made use of endless words to join issue with her. This is because the plan devised by Miss Tertia was also hit upon by a lady Fung. But there must surely have been a reason why she couldn't carry it into execution. Again, as the young ladies have now their quarters in the garden, she couldn't, with any decency, direct anyone to go and rule over it for the mere sake of saving a few cash. Just consider this. If the garden is actually handed to people to make profit out of it, the parties interested will, of course, not even permit a single spray of flowers to be plucked, and not a single fruit to be taken away. With such as come within the category of senior young ladies, they won't naturally have the audacity to be particular, but they'll daily have endless rows with the junior girls. Lady Fung has, with her fears about the future and her misgivings about the present, shown herself neither too overbearing nor too servile. This mistress of theirs is not friendly disposed towards us, but when she hears of her various proposals, shame might induce her to turn over a new leaf. Early this morning, Tantron laughingly observed, I was very cross, but as soon as I heard of her humorous arrival, I casually remembered that her mistress employed, during her time, such domestics as were up to all kinds of larks 
and at the sight of her I got more cross than ever. But little though one would have thought it, she behaved from the moment she came like a rat that tries to get out of the way of a cat. And as she had had to stand for ever so long, I pitied her very much she took up the thread of the conversation and went on to spin that long young of hers yet instead of mentioning that her mistress treats me with every consideration she on the contrary observed the kindness with which you have all along dealt with our lady miss has not been to no purpose this remark therefore not only dispelled my anger but filled me with so much shame that i began to feel sore at heart and when i came to think carefully over the matter i failed to see how i a mere girl who had personally done so much mischief that not a soul cared a straw for me and not a soul to look any interest in me could possess any such good qualities as to treat any one kindly when she reached this point she could not check her tears from brimming over the one and her associates perceived how pathetically she spoke and recalling to mind how mrs Shaw had always run her down and how she had ever been involved in some mess or other with madame wang on account of this mrs Shaw, they too found it difficult to refrain from melting into sobs but they then used their joint efforts to console her let's avail ourselves of this quiet day they suggested to try and find out how we could increase our revenue and remove abuses so as not to render futile the charge laid on us by madame wang what use or purpose is it to allude to such trivial matters i've already grasped your object Kingra hastily ventured miss speak out who do you consider fit and as soon as the proper persons have been fixed upon everything will be square enough what you say is all very well tantrum rejoined but it will be necessary to let your lady know something about it. It has never been the proper thing for us in here to scrape together any small profits. But as your mistress is full of gumption, I adopted the course I did. Has she been at all narrow-minded, with many prejudices and many jealousies, I wouldn't have shown the least willingness in the matter. But as it will look as if I were bent upon pulling her pieces, how can I take action without consulting her? In that case, Shinar smiled, I'll go and tell her something about it. With this response, she went on the errand, and only returned after a long lapse of time. I said, she laughed, that it would be perfectly useless for me to go. However could our lady not readily accede to an excellent proposal like this? Hearing this, Tantrum forthwith joined Li Wan in directing a servant to ask for the roll containing the names of the matrons in the garden and bring it to them. When produced, they all held counsel together, and fixing cursorily upon several persons, they summoned them to appear before them. Li Wan then explained to them the general outline of their duties, and not one was there among the whole company who listened to her who would not undertake the charge. One said, If you confide that bamboo tree for twelve months to my care, you will again next year be a single tree, but beside the roots which will have been eaten at home, I shall be able, in the course of the year, to also pay in some money. Hand me over, another one remarked, 
that portion of paddy field and there will during the year be no need to touch any public funds on account of the various birds large and small which are kept for mere fun besides that i shall be in a position to give him something more tantrin was about to pass a remark when a servant reported that the doctor had come and that he had entered the garden to see miss shu so the matrons were obliged to go and not show the doctor in were there a hundred of you here promptly expostulated Puma. you wouldn't know what propriety means are there perchance no couple of housekeepers about to push themselves forward and see the doctor in there's dame wu and dame tan the servant who brought the message replied the two are on duty at the southwest corner at the accumulated splendour gate at this answer Pierre allowed the subject to drop after the departure of the matrons tantrin inquired of pao chai what she thought of them such as are diligent at the outset pao chai answered smiling become remiss in the end and those who have a glib tongue have an eye to gain tantrin listened to her reply and nodding her head she extolled it with them then showing them with her finger several names on the list she submitted them to the perusal of the trio ping er speedily went and fetched a pen and ink slab this old mother drew the trio observed is a trustworthy woman what's more this old dame and her sons have generation after generation done the sweeping of the bamboo groves so let's now place the various bamboo trees under her control this old mother tian was originally a farmer and everything in the way of vegetables and rice in and about the daoshan village should albeit they couldn't plant it as they are as a mere pastime be treated in such earnest as to call for large works and extensive plantations be entrusted to her care for what they fare better if she can be on the spot and tend them with extra diligence at the proper times and seasons what a pity it is tantrum proceeded smilingly that two places so spacious as the hongwu garden and the yihong court being no grit to the mill things in the hongwu garden are in a worse state luan hastily interposed aren't the scented wares and scented herbs sold at present everywhere in perfumery shops large fairs and great temples the very counterpart of these things here so if you reckon up you'll find how much greater a return these articles will give than any other kind of product as for the yihong court we needn't mention other things but only take into account the roses that bud during the two seasons of spring and summer to how many don't they amount in all besides these we've got along the whole hedge cinnamon roses and monthly roses stock roses honeysuckle and wisteria with these various flowers dried and sewed to the tea and medicine shops they'd also fetch a good deal of money quite so tantrin acquiesced with a smile the thing is that there's no one with any notion how to deal with scented herbs there's ying er who waits on miss Valtang. ping er promptly smiled her mother is well versed in these things it was only the other day that she plucked a few and plated them after drying them well in the sun into a flower basket and a gourd and gave them to me to play with but miss 
Can you have forgotten all about it? I was this very minute speaking in your praise, but I observed, smiling, and do you come to chafe me? What makes you say so? exclaimed the trio in utter astonishment. It will on no account do, but I added, you employ such a lot of people in here that they all lead a lazy life and have nothing to put a hand to, and were I also now to introduce some more, that tribe will look even upon me with utter contempt. But let me think of someone for you. There's in the Yihong court an old dame Yi, she's Fing's mother. That woman is an honest old lady, and is, furthermore, on the best of terms with our Yingar's mother. So wouldn't it be well were this charge given to this dame Yi? Should there even be anything that she doesn't know, there'll be no necessity for us to tell her. She can go straight away and consult with Yingar's mother. And if she can't attend to everything herself, it won't matter to whom she relegates some of her duties. These will be purely private favours. In the event, too, of anyone making any mean insinuations, the blame won't fall on our shoulders. By adopting this course, you'll be managing things in such a way as to do extreme justice to all, and the trust itself will also be placed on a most satisfactory footing. Excellent, ejaculated Li Wan and Pina simultaneously. This may be well and good, Tantron laughed, but the fear is that at the sight of gain, they forget all about propriety. That's nothing to do with us, Pina rejoined, a smile playing about her lips. It was only the other day that Yunga recognized Dame Yi as her adopted mother and invited her to eat and drink with them, so that the two families are on the most intimate terms. At this assurance, Tantra relinquished the topic of conversation and, holding counsel together, they selected several persons, all of whom the four had ever viewed with impartial favour, and they marked off their names by dotting them with a pen. In a little while, the matrons came to report that the daughter had gone, and they handed the prescription. Their three mistresses then perused its contents. On the one hand, they dispatched domestics to take it outside, so that the drugs should be got and to superintend their decoction. On the other, Tan Chuan and Li Wan explicitly explained to the various servants chosen what particular place each had to look after. Exclusive, they added, of what fixed customs require for home consumption during the four seasons, you are still at liberty to pluck whatever remains and have it taken away. As for the profits, we'll settle accounts at the close of the year. I've also bethought myself of something, Tendron smiled. If the settlement of accounts take place at the end of the year, the money will, at the time of delivery, be naturally played into the accountancy. Those high up will then, as usual, add a whole lot of controllers, and these will, on their part, fleece their own share as soon as the money gets into the palms of their hand. But as by those systems we've now initiated, You've been singled out for appointment. You've already ridden so far above their heads that they foster all sorts of animosity against you. They don't, however, give vent to their feelings. But if they don't seize the close of the year when you have to deliver your accounts to play their tricks on you, for what other chances will they wait? 
Moreover, they obtain in everything that comes under the control during the year half of every share their masters get. This is an old custom. Everyone is aware of its existence. But this is a new regime I now introduce in this garden, so don't let the money find its way into their hands. Whenever the annual setting of accounts arrives, bring them in to us. My idea is, but I smilingly suggested, that no accounts need to be handed even inside. This one will have a surplus, that one a deficit, so that it will involve no end of trouble. Wouldn't it be better, therefore, if we were to find out who of them would take over this or that particular kind, and let them purvey the various things? These are for the exclusive use of the inmates of the garden, and I have already made an estimate of them for you. They amount to just a few sorts, and simply consist of head oil, rouge, powder, and scented paper, in all of which the young ladies and maids are subject to a fixed rule. Then, besides these, there are the brooms, dust baskets and poles, wanted in different localities, and the food for the large and small animals and birds, and the deer and rabbits. These are the only kinds of things required, and if they contract for them, there will be little need for anyone to go to the accountancy for money. But just calculate what saving will thus be effected. All the items are, I admit, mere trifles. Pingo smiled. But if you lump together what's used during a year, you'll find what a saving of four hundred tails will be effected. Again, smilingly remarked Baochang, it would be four hundred tails in one year, with eight hundred tails in two years, and with these we could purchase a few more houses and let them. And in the way of poor sandy land, we could also add several acres to those we've already got. There will, of course, still remain a surplus, but as they will have ample trouble and inconvenience to put up with during the year, they should also be allowed some balance in hand, so as to make up what's advantage for themselves. The main object is, of course, to increase profits and curtail expenses, yet we couldn't be stingy to any excessive degree. In fact, were we even able to make any further economy of over two or three hundred tails, it would never be the proper thing. Should this involve a breach of the main principles of decorum? With these costs duly put into practice, outside, the accountancy will issue in one year four or five hundred tails less, without even the semblance of any parsimony, while inside, the matrons will obtain, on the other hand, some little thing to supply their wants with. The nurses, who have no means of subsistence, will likewise be placed in easy circumstances and the plants and trees in the garden will year by year increase in strength and grow more abundantly. In this wise, you too will have such articles as will be fit for use, so that this plan will, to some extent, not constitute a breach of the high principles of propriety. And if ever we want to retrench a little more from where won't we be able to get money? But if the whole balance, if any, be put to the credit of the public fund, Everyone, inside as well as outside, will fill the streets with a din of murmurings. And what this be then a slur upon the code of honour or of a household such as yours? So were any charge to be entrusted to this one, out of the several tens of old nurses at present employed in the garden, and not that one, the remainder will naturally resent such injustice. As I said a while back, 
all that these women will have to provide among themselves amounts to a few articles, so they will unavoidably have ample means. Hence, each should be told to contribute, beyond the articles that fall to her share during the year, a certain number of diaos, whether she may or may not realise any balance, and then jointly lump these sums together and distribute them among those nurses only on service in the garden. For although they may not have anything to do with the control of these things, they themselves will have to stay in the grounds to keep an eye over the servants on duty, to shut the doors, to close the windows, and to get up early and retire late. Whenever it remains in torrents, or it snows hard, and chairs have to be carried, for you, young ladies, to go out and come in, or boats have to be punted, and sledges drawn, these rough and arduous duties come alike within their sphere of work. They have to labour in the garden from one year's end to the other, and though they earn something in those grounds, it's only right that they should be able to get some small benefits in the discharge of their legitimate duties. But there's another most trivial point that I would broach with less reserve. If you think only of your ease and don't share the profits with them, they will, of course, never presume to show their displeasure, but in their hearts they won't cherish you any good feeling. What they'll do will be to make public business a pretext to serve their own private ends with. They'll pluck more of your fruits than they should, and cut greater quantities of your flowers than they ought. And you people will have a grievance, but you won't have anywhere to go and confide it. But should they too reap some game, they'll readily look after such things on your behalf, as you won't have the time to attend to. End of section 62 Recording by Cao Yuqing in Singapore.